<laughs> All right. Well, hello, everybody. Oh, hi. Are we on? We're on. We're Woo. live. Hello, everyone. Welcome. 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 Hello. To the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Hey, we have like um, 155 subscribers now. Dude. Yeah. Thank you for listening. So we have people listening. You guys are awesome. So, you know, I, and I know that's small beans to most people. Sure. <laughs> but, but 155 is huge. Well, you know, we started in March. This is our 20th episode. Woo-hoo. The big 2-0. We should have, uh, if we make it to our 100th episode, we should have like some big extravaganza. We should. We should you know, like just, have, we should have, we should do it live. Yeah. We should like get a whole bunch of worship leaders together and we should invite and do, like, a live all podcast. of our all of our subscribers. You know, David Crowder Band they did something really similar on their not their last one, uh, their one before the uh, A Collision, um, where they they sent out they put a posting on their website to all you know all all their hardcore fans, and they said, hey, one day and one day only, we're gonna open up the ranch that you know that they have in Texas. We're gonna open up our ranch. Uh, we invite all you guys to come for food, and we're gonna record a song, and and that's where they uh, they recorded that song. I saw the light, uh, that little hoedown song. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that was that was all their three hundred three hundred of their diehard fans. <laughs> we should do like a test run first to see if like one person shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we know if we have to recruit a whole bunch of people <laughs> or something. I guess that that would be a little <laughs> embarrassing and awkward uh, if we invited everyone out for a big giant live thing and uh two people yeah (laughs) so uh anyway um well i think that's really cool thank you to everyone who listens and who takes part in our podcast whether you just casually casually listen or actively listen and you know if you're on our forums or emailing whatever the case we love you we do yeah well, the Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking oh, right. resource. <laughs> we never got to <laughs> Nope, that. not yet. For all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a kiss- catalyst. <laughs> kiss- catalyst. It's, a, it's a couple weeks before Christmas. We're fried right now. <laughs> totally. Serving as a catalyst to for better worship or to improve worship in the local church. I'm David. I'm Kevin. And uh, today we are going to talk about who knows what. Yeah, well, we we actually do know. Well, we do know, but yeah. it, it's we, a surprise, though. Whether we talk about it very well or not will <laughs> no, be the no, question. We, you know, it's funny, David, you mentioned a couple weeks before Christmas, uh, we're, we're both pretty fried. Um, David had actually emailed me. He emailed me this morning. He said, hey, uh, do you want to record? You know, I'm out of I'm out of episodes. I wrote back and I'm like, yeah, you know, busy week. Um, sure, let's do it. Uh, Two o'clock, even though right now it's like three thirty. I, I was a, I was a little late. Um, I had I had a lot of stuff I was trying to get done, but it was great. <laughs> David wrote back, and he's like, he's like, man, I'm way too busy to record. We should do it anyway. <laughs> and it's like that's totally what this week is all about for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's there's. So many things that I should be doing right now, honestly. <laughs> like I should be working with the band. Yeah. I should be working uh, on on finishing up arranging the music. Uh, I should be, you know, we have our big dress rehearsal on Thursday. I should be getting ready for that. But you know what? With all that stuff going on, why not take a couple hours and record some podcasts? Why not? Come on. Yeah, it's fun. It's a nice little, you know, brain break. Sure, sure. And I, I could week. I could use a little break. You know, because in my office, 
in my office, I actually turn my fluorescent lights on. <laughs> but in your office, you always had them off. So it, it actually is actually a very nice, calming. You know, I should try to just go a whole week without using my my uh, the main lights and just use lamps I'm like to you go do. For, like the coffee shop vibe. Totally. You know? You got the lamp and uh, you got a lava lamp and all these candles and everything. And some funky artwork. Yeah, you're you're like so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but no one can see how actually jam packed my office is, full of stuff. No, it's it actually like- great. You, we were just talking about this before we, before we recorded. You actually <laughs> have cleaned your I, office a ton. Yeah. I'm not not like a real neat person. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not messy. I usually, even though stuff looks kind of messy, I still know where everything is, you know? Right. But, you know, I'm just, I've just never been one of those people that always has a clean desk, you know, like other people. But um, when I get really busy, I usually start finding ways to procrastinate. (laughs) So I haven't cleaned my office all year long, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the busiest week of the year, and I decide I need to clean my office. Yeah. Now that I I have a million things to do, I think I'll (laughs) hang up these pictures. Yeah, he's had these uh, kind of art deco, funky bronze, uh, I I don't know what you call them. but they've jazz, jazz art. Yeah, they've been sitting on his floor. And and every every week or every other week when we record, you know, I always kind of look at them out of the corner of my eye because they're sitting right there. And now they're not there; they're on the wall. So yeah, that's great. So I did something besides what besides, I should be doing. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe there are other people out there like this. But I know for me, like the more pressure I'm under. Hmm. And the more things that are like hanging over my head, the harder it is to focus on doing anything that I should be doing. Like I just want to collapse and just quit and not do it and do any of it. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I I I, I totally uh, right. I totally feel you because this this last week, um, you know, gearing up towards this week, which is even busier than last week. <laughs> Uh, I, I was, you know, I had this list, uh, I wrote out this list of everything that I wanted to try to get done that week. And, and I, I got, I got pretty close to doing it, you know, checking things off, crossing things off. But about halfway through, I was just like, I want to go home, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I want to go home and, you know, turn on the TV and watch the, the Seahawks lose yet another game. Oh, <laughs> They did, did, did they lose? Yeah, they lost. They I thought told, they won at the end. No, they did, I, no. I thought they pulled it out against yeah, the Patriots. No, no, it was, it was the Patriots. Hey, it but was, the Buckeyes are going to the Fiesta Bowl. Woo! Which is remarkable. Go Buckeyes! Considering they're ranked tenth. Yeah, how did that happen? Because the the Beavers. Oh, it's well, not the championship game, obviously. You know, right, right. Oklahoma and Florida is going to that. But but that's pretty that's pretty good. That's I a mean, BCS game. It's a BCS know? game, right? Yeah, so and the Beavers had such a close chance to get to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and... I was actually rooting for them to not go. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Only because if they went, then that would have bumped us out of the out of the possibility of going to a BCS bowl. I'm oh. pretty sure. Are you serious? Yeah, because because they were ranked Wait, so, lower so than if, us. So if USC and and Oregon State made it to the Rose Bowl, then the uh, Ohio wouldn't have. Well, see, USC wouldn't have gone to the Rose Bowl. Oh, they would have gone to another BCS bowl. Oh, because Oregon State would have gone to the Rose Bowl. Oh, right, right. And it so, would. Sorry, yeah, you're right. It would so have been. It would Oregon have been Oregon State would have and Michigan. Over us, yeah. Okay. No, Oregon and Penn State. Or Penn State. Sorry. Yeah, I, got, I got my. Really I got my college. <laughs> I got my college uh, <laughs> rankings all all messed up, but so yeah. Anyway, 
So USC was above us, so they would have gone to another BCS. We would have basically gotten knocked out. I'm pretty wow. sure. Wow. So because the Beavers lost, you, uh, your team, got to go to a BCS bowl game. It's not a hundred percent. I mean, there are a couple of teams above us who didn't go to a BCS game. That so it, it could have still been possible. Wow. Maybe, but it would have been less likely. Wow. Well, how about that? Yes. Well, at least there's January fifth. At least there's some uh, positive things in the air of football because you know I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan, and uh, it's just it's hard when your team's two and eleven. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, which is in Washington, which is in Washington, which is in the northwestern part of the United States for our international listeners. Yeah, which is in North America. And yeah. <laughs> we're we're trying to help all our <laughs> our other. Sorry, we're we're trying to be better about explaining geographical uh, things to other for other listeners. Anyway, yeah, so it, it, it's rough because they totally could have beat the Patriots, and they were actually they were actually in the lead. And um, yeah, at, at the very end, Seneca Wallace fumbled the ball. Whatever. Hey, so here's what we're talking about today. Uh, I, I wanted to, to share with our our listening audience about my my Sunday morning experience this last Sunday yesterday uh it, it was it was one of those services where everything that could go wrong went wrong you know dun dun, dun. dun, dun. you ever had one of those oh I have them a lot yeah well you know I don't I don't have them all that often I mean I I have services where things do go wrong and that that seems to inevitably mm-hmm. happen, but this was like the perfect storm, you know. Just everything went wrong. So what went wrong? Okay, what so it stuff? started, started uh, just just normal basic stuff that wasn't a too big a deal. Like in the morning, you know, the the guitar uh, we're having all those problems with the uh, the channel for the guitar. First, it was radio signal, and then it was like this horrendous feedback thing, and so finally we figured that out. You know, it took a little bit of our practice time. Not a huge deal. Then the projector started acting weird. First, it first it shut off, um, and and I was like, well, that you know that's weird. And then when it started up again, it was all resized, so it didn't fit the the projector screen mm-hmm. normally. Uh, so we had to go in and try to, you know, try to adjust it through the, the settings. Yeah. And, uh, and then once that was adjusted, the, the lines were off. So, so if you, if you put like a box, like a, a box on that image, like the, the lines kind of looked a little skewed and I thought, well, that, that's not too big a deal. Cause we just use words and pictures, uh, except for the fact that this Sunday we had a guest speaker uh, Pastor Mike was um, was letting one of our our members in our congregation who has a passion for preaching. He was letting him preach and said, uh, and and so Don Don Weens brought his own PowerPoint, which his PowerPoint used really thin little lines in a box format. Uh, so you could totally tell that that all the lines were like not matching because we couldn't get the projector resized correctly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still not too big a deal, right? Um, then, uh, uh, since, since Pastor Mike, you know, wasn't preaching, I said, hey, Mike, I'll, I'll take care of all the, you know, the prayer for the offering and I'll take care of all that prayer stuff so that you can just kind of enjoy your Sunday. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted him to have a nice Sunday and to, to just enjoy. That was um, nice of you. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So so I, I, I started doing all that stuff and welcoming people and, you know, we're going to pray for our offering. And uh, I, I've been I've been a little sick, a little under the weather, weather and uh, I think I had this big, like, cloud fog over my brain. And when I 
started praying. Like I just started fumbling all over my words, <laughs> you know, and, which made me even more, oh, even more conscious. Yeah. And so then I, I started trying to pray for our church body. Like, the, like, mm-hmm. you know, God, please be with, with Bob who just had, had a tumor in his, no, well, the, uh, God pr- pray that the tumor would get, re- no, the tumor was removed. Lord, we just want to pray that as the tumor, as, as he heals, Lord, as he heals from the tumor, uh, God be with Bob. <laughs> like it was totally one of those prayers. Yeah. And I just, uh, so now I'm super self-conscious, but I have to finish the prayer, you know, and Lord, as we pray for these ties and offerings, God, we, we, we give them, we give gifts to you, Lord. You know, it's just, it's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> so, so after the after the prayer is over, we're doing we're uh, we're gonna light the advent wreath. We're lighting the mm-hmm. second the second candle on the advent wreath, and I planned this beautiful uh, beautiful special number with Angie Parr, and uh, we were we were going to we were gonna sing, and um and, and while while uh, while we played the song, uh, we uh, th- this couple was gonna come down the center aisle. And, and walk up and gracefully light the light the candle. So we start the song and it's great. We just have all this reverb on our voice. It sounds super cool. It's like an Inya. An Inya means like image and heap type of thing. And it is really, really cool. So the, this couple they walk up and they go to the they go to the candle and they they uh, they light the match and the match won't light and she's she's striking it and it won't light so she grabs another match and it won't light <laughs> and, and and this is an older couple all right uh-huh. so you know they're in their seventies um, and so I'm like oh great you know they're not gonna be able to light so so then the the guy the guy tries to light it and he's got his Bible with him because he's gonna read scripture yeah. and so he's tuck, trying to tuck his Bible under his armpit and trying to light it and he can't get it lit and so angie some people start giggling and angie thinks they're all laughing at her and so she doesn't know what's going on and, and then I'm, I'm like pointing i'm like go help them light the candle like while i'm still playing i'm like go help go help and she goes over and she starts lighting and she can't get it to light either she's breaking match heads off nothing angie is trying to get him to, trying yeah. to help while she's singing no 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 she oh. uh, we we had she stopped singing. Okay. Yeah, she had she she had finished she had finished the the verse, but there was still like a whole chorus and oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, finally someone someone runs and gets a lighter, but now they can't get the safety switch uh, figured out, you know, because she you know poor yeah. poor Jenny's seventy years old and doesn't can't figure out how to how to use a safety switch on a lighter, so. We finally get the thing lit. Oh, you know, totally takes away from the the whole vibe that I was going for. Oh well. Yeah. And right after that's over, I, I bring up Don Weeds to, to to preach, and the second he walks on stage and turns his mic on, whoosh, whoosh, just static mm. and and noise. Nice. And we ha- and and I go up there and I try to fix his belt packs. I think maybe maybe it's a loose wire. Nothing. It's just horrible. So finally, he has to end up using a handheld mic and. It, it was just one thing after another, and the service ended. And we we were going to try to take communion with the kids, so we were bringing the kids back from their from the the Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, but Don Don did because of all the technical problems. Don didn't actually get to start until way like almost eleven o'clock, and uh, so he was late starting his message. So I told the kids, "Hey, you know what? It's going to be at least a half hour. Don't don't come until eleven thirty. Um, except for the fact that Don ended his message early, which really surprised <laughs> me because Don's a kind of a, a long-winded yeah. guy. 
So he ends his message, and we're waiting for the kids to come back so we can take communion. And we're just sitting there waiting, waiting for the kids. <laughs> oh, it was just I was I was just so embarrassed and frustrated and stressed. Yeah, those are good times. Oh, That's yeah. the stuff memories are made of. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that's when we did Advent, that's why we always went with the uh, the trigger switch, just because Yeah, I've seen too many people not be able to light the match. Something just happens, like like their hands get sweaty or something, and they I, don't have I enough don't know. force to light the match. No, but or, here's the worst part of all. We had actually practiced, because this was the very thing I didn't want to happen. We actually practiced lighting the candle with the song, and and we had the clicker, you know, the little clicker lighter, mm-hmm. and, and uh, because... You know, because Jenny has arthritis or whatever, she she was having a really hard time using the uh, using the old clicker lighter, and so I told her, you know what, don't worry about it. I'll get some matches. So I went in the kitchen and grabbed matches. I never even bothered to check the matches to see if they worked. Uh, the problem was they're in a drawer where there was a heavy buildup of condensation, which caused the matches to get moist, which mm-hmm. made them unable to light. It was it was just a bad situation. Yeah. So, you know what? Sorry, I would really be interested if you're if you're listening at home or wherever, and you have a horror story uh, like that. Send send us your horror stories. Yeah. Let let's see if we can find like the worst Sunday. You know, uh, if you had a Sunday just like mine, or maybe even worse, email us and uh, send us send us a description of your worst Sunday, and we will. We will pick the the worst Sunday and uh, read it on the air. Yeah, that's what we'll do. How Good about idea. that? Make it like a like little... if you have an Advent wreath that was made out of real branches and it caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, as all the wax melts down and just erupts and yeah. ignites in this big combustible gas of. Oh gosh! No, I've had my I've had my share of stuff go wrong. One of the things that I've noticed though is that, well, like. Well, this weekend, maybe it was just this weekend because there was a, some kind of weird funk that just was going on in our and like the whole church, like Ugh. not just the worship service, not just during the sermon, but in the kids stuff. We we were talking about it after the service, and there's just some kind of weird funk that was like hanging over the church, and we could we didn't know what it was. L- like so, it like a smell real bad. No, no, like just like weird, like people oh, like were a, in a weird like mood a weird vibe. And, yeah, I gotcha. And like you know, people weren't responding during the sermon like they normally were. Oh, and, it was really lethargic. Yeah, and kids were kind of going crazy. And Everyone, stuff like yeah, that. and so it was in the water. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe there was just like this global. <laughs> Like global warming cloud. That it's was a pandemic. Like <laughs> it's it's totally one of those. That was causing worship to go bad this weekend. I bet that's what it was. No, we. Well, I had you know I was having all kinds of monitor problems this weekend during the service, and so and we use a in ear monitor, the AVM in ear monitor system, and so like all of a sudden during the first song, I couldn't hear the drums at all, which is kind of a problem when you're trying to stay in tempo yeah. with the drums. And so, like during the first song, I'm I'm pushing all the buttons and turning stuff up and down to try and get the <laughs> drums back in my mix, and I couldn't do it. So I ended up taking an ear out, and then I thought I had it fixed, so I put it back in later, and then it wasn't fixed, so I had to take it back out, and I kept going back and forth. I was totally distracted, yeah, from what was supposed to be going on. And so it, uh, we fixed it for Sunday, but I've definitely had 
Well, you know, I remember sharing on about the the soaring like eagles. Yeah, soaring like the eagle <laughs> on the dock yeah, by the on bay. The, <laughs> on the, the thing and the, the post the, the sticks the... out of the water, <laughs> whatever it is. And so that's a good one. Um but uh you brought that up to talk about something that's interesting. Yeah, so the the whole reason for me sharing that kind of negative experience and let me just say you know what it, it all worked out and you know I, nobody I actually, died no one died church went on we you know we ended really late um but but you know so may have been a few hungry people but. yeah some hungry people but you know what god god was good and i think i think through that uh it was it was a reminder for me that that um you know when when crisis happens or when stressful situations happen um, you know, how I respond as a leader can really help set the tone uh, of how other people kind of react to crisis situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it, it was it was actually a really good thing. Uh, but out of that, I was doing some thinking and I was talking to some people and just kind of, uh, you know, just asking some people, gosh, you know, what what did you think of church? I mean, that, you know, that was sure hard. Um because you know i i've been doing all this uh stuff with the church health team church health team is a group of people at our church we've been uh kind of looking at different areas of our church to help you know improve the health of our church and one of the areas we've been looking at is the worship service what can we do to make the worship service you know better more healthy etc cetera, etc cetera. just kind of doing a um, a self study if you will so one of the big things the church health team has talked about is uh, doing all things with excellence, you know, uh, uh, making sure that everything is done well and done, executed efficiently and, you know, basically doing things perfectly, uh, having, you know, having church, you know, be be perfect, be well polished. You know, when people come to church, uh, they, they, they don't want, you know, they, they don't want junk, you know, they, they don't want something just slopped together. They want you know, a, a real encounter with God. They, they want a real experience with God. And that's only going to happen if, you know, if, if we uh, ex- excellently and uh, efficiently execute things. So in light of all that, I, I talked to this one gal and said, boy, you know, the, the worship service wasn't very excellent this morning, was it? And, uh, and she said to me, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect and it was great. You know, she said, I, I wouldn't ever want to go to a church that was perfect every week. Uh, you know, how, how boring would that be to, to be at a perfect church, um, you know, where every single week uh, and the, the, the same thing just went off flawlessly. You know, she said that that's not real life. You know, real life is has flaws. Real life has imperfections. And, uh, you know, she said today's church service was real and it was great. It was it was fun. And it was funny, you know, when the when the Advent read uh, wasn't, you know, when they couldn't like the, the stupid thing. It was funny. It was real, um, and so that got me thinking: where is the balance between having a church service, a worship service that is excellent and perfect, and done, you know, done with beautiful, perfect precision, versus having having a service that has flaws and being okay with it? You know what? What's that balance? And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and you know, I kind of, I think I probably land a little more on the perfection side of things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it more frustrating when things go wrong. But um, 
No, I, you know, you know, we we you know we're that's our that's for one that's our job. Like that's what we're hired to do. Right. If if the if the church wanted just a mediocre home brewed kind of you know what i mean yeah worship service then why pay somebody to you you know the the just by having somebody that's a paid staff right it kind of it kind of presupposes yeah it presupposes that there will and so and and even for churches that have just volunteer people i think you know depending on the situation at the church you know the size of the church and their ability to pay or something i think there's still like just an understanding of of quality and it's I think it's biblical to to you know to give our best give of our best to the master. Yeah, yeah, sure. But but is there a point where the perfection becomes like almost something that impedes you? Well, here's what I here's kind of where I'm trying to land and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm landing here all the time. But when I've done everything that I can to prepare a service and I've, you know, I've, I've done everything I can to make sure all the ducks are in a row. Everybody who's involved knows what they're doing. We've done, you know, adequate rehearsal, and and then we've done, you know, all the run through stuff that we need to do. And and we've, I feel like we've done everything we can to prepare everybody as much as we possibly can. Right. And then, you know, and then if something goes wrong, then it's then I try not to let it bother me because we've done everything we really can do. But, but if, if I if I don't prepare enough, if I don't help people understand what their role is, or if I haven't done you know enough preparation during the week for the weekend, and stuff goes wrong, and it's not perfect, then I then it's a problem. So so if you're if you're saying that if you drop the ball, yeah, then then it does become an issue where where you say, hey, uh, this wasn't perfect, and we need to make some major changes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you say, eh, no big deal. Well, maybe it, you know, like if it's if it's a consistent thing, if you're consistently having the same problem, then you know, I think that would be something that need to be fixed. Or if you have a volunteer who's consistently dropping sure, the ball, sure, then that would be something that needs to be addressed. But you know, I think, well, you know, and this is one of the things that I that I have a hard time with because, especially when you're talking about just music in general. Quality attracts quality. So if you want to attract quality musicians to your church, you have to have some quality music up front. Otherwise, they're going to come in here and say, well, I don't really want to be a part of that. Right. Because a quality musician wants to be a part of something that's good. They don't want to come in and feel like they're, you know, having to bring everybody up to their level. They want to go and play and have fun and and be able to do it. Sure. And And so if you don't have quality music up front, you know, so that puts a certain amount of pressure to get the quality up on stage if you want to attract more quality musicians. And so, so if, if there's, if that's not happening, that perfection isn't happening there, then, then that means that, you know, your chances of developing a long-term, a bigger, uh, uh, broader base of musicians who have good skills to be able to do that is going to take longer or, mm-hmm. or be harder or just not. Yeah. Be there and, at all. And, and, and I totally, you know, I totally hear that. and, and and just for the record, I, you know, I, I certainly lean towards the perfection side as well. By by nature, I'm I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. You know, I'm um, uh, a very detail oriented personality. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a beaver. If you if you use that profile, or if you use the disc profile, I'm a, I'm a C. You know, uh, a C profile. So it, it's it's certainly something I, I strive for. 
It's certainly something I, I want to attain. Um, but I guess all this just got me thinking, you know, is there is there maybe a more appropriate way of dealing with perfection? Should we be trying to be perfect? And and and, and I understand that everything you're saying, David, and I, I definitely feel the same way. You know, I, I, I want the music to be good. Uh, so that other people hear it and they're like, I, I want to be part of that. You know, that mm-hmm. that just makes sense. It's a biotic principle. You know, that's that's what organic growth is all about. But I, I don't know, just in the last 24 hours, ever since Sunday, um, just thinking, you know, wow, is there is there maybe too much emphasis on perfection? Because because after church was over, like I felt I felt really um, not just frustrated, but but almost kind of embarrassed, you know, and and I thought I thought oh great you know the the church health team they're gonna they're gonna chew me out because it wasn't perfect you know they're that, that's the first thing I thought I thought great mm-hmm. you know so and so is gonna be mad at me and so and so is gonna say that wasn't perfect and you know and and I started thinking gosh am, am I letting perfection dictate you know my own feelings like instead of just saying oh, well, uh, you know, I I was like, great, you know, am I going to lose my job or is is someone going to chew me out because this didn't happen? And, and, and of course, none of that happened. No one chewed me out. Everyone laughed and everyone totally understood. And, and, you know, I I called people and apologized, you know, for for stuff not working. They're like, it's okay, Kevin, don't worry about it. Well, I think, yeah, I think in that, you know, situation, it would be the motive that would determine whether or not it's too much of perfection or not. Like, you know, whether if your motive is is that you don't want to disappoint a team of people or that you don't want to present something to God that's unworthy. Yeah. And, and I know I've I've fallen a yeah. lot of times I fall on the side of I don't want to be you know, I don't want to come to our worship planning team meeting on Tuesday morning and hear everything was just lame this weekend, <laughs> you know. And so yeah. so there's a certain amount of motivation huh. that gives me but that's not it's it's good but it's not the best motivation but you know no i think i think that's a good point because i think in in that case yesterday sunday you know i i, I looked at it and i thought great you know uh the people you know are uh, so and so you know this person the church health team they they're going to be the ones that are upset um you know whereas perhaps a more appropriate response would have been like you said you know, well, did, you know, did God get the glory? Uh, you know, did God care? Um, the problem is it's so much easier, so much easier to say that than yeah. it is to actually oh, yeah. like practice it, you know, so much easier to say, well, if your motivation is God, then yeah. you're okay. Uh, but golly. Well, let me throw another wrench in there. See, because okay. one of the things that always, that I always worry about too, that, mo- that drives me towards perfection is unbelievers, and their hmm. perception of the church, and so, oh. so you know, when I when I'm working on a service where I'm working on music, there's always this this pressure in the back of my mind or the back of my head that I yeah I want to glorify God and I want to help people worship, but I also have this third thing of yeah, what if there are unbelievers in our church this weekend who this is their only shot they're going to give God? And I know that's probably unfair pressure to put on myself, but <laughs> this is like their only chance they're going to give the church ever again in their life, and if I screw up this weekend. Then I'm I'm putting their eternity at jeopardy. You know what wow. I mean? Wow, and I know huge. that's not that's not biblical, but yeah. <laughs> but you know that's that, that's you know another motivating another motivating thing, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. But you know, well, I think I think probably 
probably there's a number. I mean, any one of our listeners could probably write in and say, you know, hey, this is something that motivates me. This is something mm-hmm. that motivates me. Motivations aren't a bad thing. Right. You know, they certainly can get you to the right place. But I think the big thing and what you're saying, and I totally echo it and resonate with you on that, is is where when you get to that place, whether you're motivated by unbelievers or, um, you know, wanting to do a good job for yourself or for others, when, when you when you get to that place of, of stress or that place of crisis um, or that place where things don't work out and you look back and say, all right, am I... Am I frustrated or am I mad or stressed out because, uh, because of the people, or because, or because of the fact that I disappointed God? And when we go back to our main motivation, I think that that's where the key is. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I I think that was a great point that you said there. Well, I think you know, and we're just about out of time. It's amazing. Um, hey. Uh, you know, I think it's a good thing to think about. I think it's I think it's a good thing to keep in our minds and just try and keep us balanced sure because you know at the end of the day if if most of the stuff went right then we shouldn't go home pounding ourselves over the head over the one or two things that went wrong you know what i mean like if 95 percent of the stuff went almost perfectly and then as perfect as it could have gone and there's one thing that went wrong then we shouldn't go home and you know go through the whole next week pounding that one thing into our brains trying to figure out you know i we we have to enjoy (laughs) The success that we have, yeah, and not in, just enjoy on the enjoy failures. the victories. You know, yeah. enjoy enjoy the wins. Um, you know, of course, <laughs> I'll admit that on Sunday I, I felt like probably ninety five percent of the stuff went wrong, <laughs> uh, but really it, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was you know six seven little things, but it sure felt like a lot. So. Well, and you know, and another you know to the you know the audience, the the people, the congregation, their perception of it was probably one or two things you know right exactly exactly where, where you know that's that's part of us you know in our perspective where we we know all the details that are going on you know in the service around the service you know what you're talking about with the kids and yeah. there might have been an issue but you know most of the people wouldn't have even known that that was that was like that you know unless you know somebody mentioned it or something you know right, what i mean right. and so so the, I think there are a lot of mistakes that that we just know, and we know all the little tiny details that have gone yeah. wrong. But you know, most of the people wouldn't even know if it did or didn't. Yeah. It's hard though. It's, yeah. it's hard, especially for a perfectionist mm-hmm. like myself and like you. There should be some therapy or something. Yeah, therapy for perfectionism. <laughs> all right. Well, we're out of time. That's that it. went by really fast. That was good. Um, hey, I want to ask a favor of our listeners. Ooh. Can I do that? Yeah, I think so. We've already asked a couple this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them on. No, I was just going to say, if you like the podcast and you want to help us out a little bit, uh, not by just you know telling other worship leaders or spreading the word, but you could get onto iTunes and uh, give us a, a review, there positive or negative. Hopefully positive. Hopefully positive, but you know, we'll take the honest feedback. Yeah. And you know, just you know, more feedback on there makes us look like people are listening. And yeah. Since it, you it are gives, listening, it gives legitimacy to yeah. our podcast. So we would appreciate it. And uh, hey, if you do, uh, maybe send us an email that you did, and who knows, we'll figure out you know some way to give you some kind of props or something totally and when, when we have our live recording for our 100th episode we'll invite you and if we haven't had money we'd give you like an itunes gift card or something totally but That'd we don't fun. so no. anyway 
All right. All right. Well, you can get in touch with us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or you can email us email. at Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com or, or David at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or get on our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. Yes. And you can always comment on these posts. So uh, we hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>